0: Did you know that an estimated 124,000 tons of food scraps are thrown away each year in Montgomery County? Reducing food waste begins with you. Plan meals in advance. Make a shopping list and check expiration dates. Cook the food you buy and cook smaller portions. Save extra food in reusable containers. Let's keep food out of the trash and aim for zero waste. Visit montgomerycountymd.gov slash reduce food waste or call 311 to learn more.
1: Hey, what if I told you the most effective workout programs shouldn't be judged on how they make you look on day 100, but how they make you feel on day one. At Body, we know that just getting started in fitness can be overwhelming. We felt it too which is why we created a workout, nutrition, and mindset platform that is designed to support you from the very first day. It's called Body, and it's going to change your whole relationship with fitness. Want to know more? Go to Body.com now. That's B-O-D-I dot com, and try it free for 14 days.
0: Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another episode of the Dogland Podcast. And for the first time in this podcast's history, and this is our sixth season We are covering a season-opening victory. Anthony, the Browns are 1-0 and for the first time since
1: 2004. Can you believe it, man? We get to do a victory pod on week one. Hallelujah. My goodness. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my Lord. What a freaking game, man. Not, Not just like the Browns game, but every game across the NFL today has been absolutely insane. But, man, oh, man, does it feel good to be one and all?
0: Hell, yeah, man. It, it's amazing. Um, I, I still, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to com- or uh, put together um, articulate sentences and everything, but this is wild. And, uh, you know, Anthony, I don't think there's anywhere better to start. And we all unanimously, our group here at the Dogland, um, we, we usually put up a poll on Twitter saying who is the mayor of Dogland. But it was unanimous. It was obvious. Cade York, the team's fourth-round pick, Uh, the dude has ice water in his freaking veins. Uh, Not only did he hit the game-winning field goal, which was the longest Browns field goal since 1984, according to ESPN, but he hit four field goals overall today, uh, justifying, you know, contrary to some people not liking the Browns or any team drafting uh, kickers in the draft, uh, he justified it on week one, especially with the game-winner like, and it didn't look like it was gonna be good originally. And it it just swung in our favor. Uh man, that was that was unbelievable. Uh for a guy that was hitting them from 70 in the preseason and hit one from 69 in warm ups, uh hit that one from the logo at the fifty. Like what an unbelievable uh leg that dude has. And for a rookie to be that clutch already, it's it's phenomenal.
1: Oh, it's so great to have a kicker. Like I, I... I'm going to hold off on saying like Justin Tucker, but when you could boom a kick like that and have the clearance of a good 10 yards, um, that, that's such a weapon to have. And, you know, do you saw that game winner he had last year for LSU? He comes to the Browns has one week one. I, um, I don't think it's going to be much of a spoiler if he kicks a lot more. <laughs> I think he's going to kick a lot more of those. Hopefully the games aren't as close to where he has to, but uh, he just has ice water in his veins, like you mentioned. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's nice to, to finally have a kicker, like every touchback to, or every kickoff today was, was pretty much a touchback out of the back of the end zone. The dude has, a uh, uh, quite the hammer for a leg. So it's, uh, it's nice to to have a kicker. We've been searching for one for so long now.
0: Yeah, we've been searching for one for so long. Like I sometimes I think that you know the the infamous QB jersey. Like we could have made an infamous kicker jersey with all the kickers we ran out there uh, from the time Phil Dawson left after the twenty twelve season until now. It-
1: we, we could have, except the name is what it kept on going wide right on the jersey.
0: <laughs> very good. Very good. But yeah, I mean, you know, watching the last couple of years, Justin Tucker and Baltimore Um, uh, up until today, uh, Boswell in Pittsburgh, uh, he shanked one off the uh, off the upright and that. Weird ass game between the Brown or the Steelers and the Bengals. And then, you know, Evan McPherson last year. Now, granted, today uh, he had some issues. Uh, he had a blocked kick. Um, there was a, an issue with the long snapper. We don't have that here with uh, the legend, Charlie Hewlett. But, um, you know, the Browns have been searching for a kicker for a long time. And, you know, a lot of us kind of we scratched our heads um because we didn't think they would take one, um especially in the fourth round. But, you know, kudos to Andrew Barry and the scouting department and, you know, the entire front office for uh, doing that, um especially because there was a run on kickers right after that. But, man, York, who even said in. Uh, in the postgame presser that he had one of his worst uh, pregame up sessions of his career, but he said it didn't phase him and you know that's good when you know because kickers really, you know, they can have the leg and the accuracy but it's all mental and the fact that you know, even though you have a bad pregame, um, you don't let it phase you and you set yourself up for moments like that at the end of the game. Uh, when you know the head coach puts uh, his tr- the trust in you, and you go out there and just act like nothing phases you and hits a kick like that uh, to win a game, it it was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, if that was the result of a bad pregame, then I can only imagine what's going to come of a result of a good pregame warm up uh, for him. You know, it's oh, it's so nice to have a kicker, and you know, I'll, I'll take a little bit of credit. I said he was going to kick a game winner in our pregame pods, so um, I'll, I'll take that little bit of credit too
0: yeah kudos to you and kudos to our draft guy alex hale who um you know when i asked for everybody's predictions this morning to uh post on our twitter account pregame uh he said cade york's going to be mvp of the game uh three field goals um i think he said did he mention game winner two or um no he said
1: he said mvp okay
0: but he did say three field goals cade one of them and kicked four so uh good calls by you and alex both um but yeah, he was definitely the MVP of the game. And you know what, Anthony? You know, I know it's only one week, but I mean, if he keeps doing this, I may have to get the Cade York jersey before I head down to Miami. I'll, in I'll tell you
1: what. I, I I'll tell you what. I saw a nickname, and it's going to stick: King Cade. King, I love it. I love it, King Cade. Uh, that that's
0: that's great. Um, it's a great nickname. Uh, hopefully, he keeps it up. Uh, that was an unbelievable performance out of him today. Um, uh. He's he's definitely the MVP, and, of course, he is the mayor of Dogland for week one. Uh, Anthony, let's turn our attention to the offensive side of the ball. Um, Jacoby Brissett, obviously, first start with the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, he definitely had his ups and downs. I don't think any of us expected him to, uh, you know, go out there and, you know, go scorched earth on the Panthers' defense. You know, he goes 18 of 34 for 147 yards. Uh, he did throw a touchdown. He did take one sack, but – you know, he had his ups and downs, but, you know, late in that fourth quarter uh, when Carolina took the lead um, and we needed him to get us into field goal range, you know, Brissette didn't, he wasn't perfect, but he made the throws when he needed to, to get us into range. Um, you know, he took a, a a big hit from Brian Burns that, you know, was a roughing the passer call and, you know, people can question that, but he did get us into range with a couple throws um, to get us there for Cade York to make the game winning kick. So it wasn't perfect, but Jacoby Brissett did his job today and he put the Browns in a position to win. Um, and you can't be mad at that.
1: Yeah. He didn't make mistakes. Uh, the one mistake he made uh, that was uh, picked off was uh flag for pass interference uh, that won in the end zone. So, yep. you know, he did a great job today of, of getting the ball out, uh, getting it out fairly quick. Um, you know, he he is he definitely airs on the side of caution uh, with his throws, and you know that was uh, the scouting reported on him uh, coming here. Uh, just by the way, he would overthrow guys, but it, nobody else would be able to get it, um, or, or maybe throwing it a, a little late to avoid throwing it into double coverage. So. You know, it's all right if he doesn't make mistakes because uh, I think that the Browns rushing game is going to be like that all year, all year round. So uh, if Brissett is able to um, kind of, you know, repeat what he did today and maybe complete some more of those passes with open receivers, because uh, there were a lot of open receivers uh, today. Uh, if he's able to hit some of those and, and not make mistakes, I, I think the... The, the Browns will be just fine for these first uh, 11 games.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, I think the passing game will grow as time as, as we, as we go week by week, like the timing wasn't down with Amari Cooper today. You know, they only connected twice or three times on six targets. Um, He missed some big wide open throws one for Kareem hunt down the sideline, one to Amari Cooper down the sideline. He just put a little bit too much touch on the ball, but you've seen, he had a great, connection with Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was the leading receiver with six catches on 11 targets for 60 yards. Um, You know, he utilized the screen game with Kareem Hunt a couple of times that I thought was really well. um, uh, A nice little dump off when Kareem Hunt was lined up as the fullback for the touchdown. Um, You know, you want to see the connection better with Bryant and Najoku. Najoku only had one target. So that's obviously something Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt need to work on getting uh, Najoku more open uh, and involved in the passing game because they are paying him a lot of money. Uh, but I think the passing game will get there. Like like we said, Brissette's not going to be perfect. We know he's not one of the you know, top half quarterbacks in the league, but this is a guy that doesn't turn the football over. And like we said, in a clutch moment, like today's game, he made the throws when he needed to, he found people's Jones. He found Cooper uh, to get us in Cade York range. And, you know, as long as he keeps doing that, you know, he makes the throws when needed to move the ball down the field. When, you know, the box is stacked to try to get us from not running the football. That's all you're going to need out of Jacoby Brissett over these first 11 games.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he, he did a great job today. Um, you know, I thought People Jones had a great game today. You know, we were looking for one of these receivers to step up and make some big catches, and uh, Peoples Jones had about a half dozen of them today. Uh, well, between contested catches and then the one on that final drive there, um, the Browns really needed that. This receiving group uh, has taken a, a lot of, criticism although I, I don't think it's fair and you and i talked about that at length of you know saying that they needed one more or, or a couple more guys in there but uh I, I thought everybody today did a very nice job even Schwartz, you know had a very nice catch he high pointed that ball and, and came down with it um i thought the way they utilized him today what well, was really nice as well uh in motion as well as doing that uh, reverse so look if uh This is just the beginning. You know, it's gonna take some time. I think for, uh, Brissette to build chemistry with the receivers, uh, including Najoku, um, but you know, if this is the start of it and it gets better than that, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, you know, they really need to grow together as a group. They only had a few drives, uh, together in the preseason. So if it takes two or three weeks for you know all this to grow. Uh, and build confidence in everybody, then you know I think they'll head in the right direction.
0: Without a doubt, and I'm glad you brought up Schwartz because I thought they utilized him perfect today, doing things for him that makes him comfortable and give him things that he can succeed in this offense with. Uh, the two jet sweeps, he had two carries for 20 yards in those, and then he had that, that great catch uh, for 19 yards down the field. If you just continue to do things to get him open and get him the ball, to let him use that speed and things that he's comfortable with things that worked for him in Auburn um, as he continues to grow as a wide receiver in the NFL. I think that's only going to be good things for, and that's I think what Stefanski needs to do for not just him, but any uh, playmaker on this team, you do things to their strengths that are going to allow them to succeed in this offense.
1: Yeah. If you can find creative ways to get your playmakers the ball, that's only going to help you out. So you know, sports definitely has the speed to, to, to break a game. So if you can get them the ball in creative ways like they did today, that's fantastic. I thought, uh, you know, they they utilize Felton a lot in motion as well. Uh, that's certainly, you know, another look uh, to, to give teams. Um, you know, they can definitely use him on, on those kinds of sweeps as well, uh, like they did with sports. So uh, I, I think this, this offense, uh, you know, is going to be very – uh, motion-based and, and, you know, with a lot of misdirection and that, you could tell early on, really freed up uh, running lanes for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, and I thought having both of them on the field at the same time, well, it was a, a really nice game plan. Uh, it allowed for a lot of different things, including uh, Brissett's touchdown pass to uh, Hunt, where he was lined up as a fullback in that goal line set. Um, you know, like I said, you find creative ways to get your playmakers the ball, uh, like using Hunt there as a fullback. You know, you're you're gonna have success on offense
0: without a doubt. But I think right now, and it's probably gonna be this way throughout the first eleven weeks till Deshaun Watson gets back. The main crux of this offense is number twenty four and number twenty seven, and that was you know the main focus today offensively. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did their thing, and Anthony. I think the biggest takeaway. Um, outside of the fact that they were dominant every time they touched the football, was the fact that Stefanski had them both out there in certain packages. Um, you know, whether, you know, they were in the backfield at the same time, whether they had Kareem Hunt uh in at fullback or motioned out as a wide receiver. It, it's going to give defenses fits if both of those guys are out on the football field because you have to keep one eye on Chubb and another eye on Hunt, and that's going to create mismatches. And I think that'll allow for guys like Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, or the tight ends to get open uh, for Jacoby Brissett to get them the ball. So uh, Nick Chubb was amazing, almost seven yards per carry. He's now jumped Uh, Jim Brown in terms of yards per carry in his career I think he's at 5.3 now which is the second highest in NFL history and then Kareem Hunt and I said this in the group chat during the game thank God we did not trade him because what he brings to this offense when he's healthy when he's on the field is so dynamic and who knows if this is going to be the last year I mean we don't know what's going to happen in that situation but the fact that he's still here and still such a dynamic playmaker for this Browns offense uh, is a good thing to Good thing, because today I thought he was great, um, not only as a runner, but as a receiver as well.
1: Yeah, you know, they utilize him in a lot of different ways. And you mentioned having both uh, Chubb and Hunt out there at the same time. Uh, You know, when you have them both out there in particularly like like a shotgun formation, you know, typically if it's just one running back defense can key to to one side you know whether it's it's the key to their left or key to the right whatever the running back is when you have both of those guys out there you you have to split the field evenly uh because you're not able to to key to one side um you know i'm sure they probably keyed a little bit more to to chubbs side uh just because he is more of a threat and and probably probably the better running back but you know Hunt is obviously no slouch either so if you could make things uh, a little bit easier and give yourself more space by not allowing the defense to key to one side uh, by having both of them out there uh, it's going to open up so many other things up for for this offense
0: yeah without a doubt um i mean it's amazing having both of those guys um it was very interesting that the D. Ernest Johnson was inactive today. A lot of people are hinting at, you know, there could be a trade in the works and looking at some receivers around the league that, you know, the Browns were uh, linked to uh, during preseason were also inactive. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on maybe, but um, I think they, they're probably thinking is Jerome Ford brings more in the return game and he had a solid 30 yard return. Um, So maybe they just think he's more, uh, useful on special teams and Dearness. So, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But uh, when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, um, uh, defenses definitely uh, have to keep their eyes on both of them, especially when they're out on the field. Um, Looking at the defense, I thought they played really well today. Obviously they were pressuring Baker Bayfield most of the game. Uh, Clowney batting passes down. They were generating pressure. Whether it was Miles, whether it was Clowney, Alex Wright was getting some making some noise. Uh, you know, Taven Bryant put uh Baker on his back. Of course, it was a roughing the passer penalty, but uh guys were definitely getting their shots in at uh, uh Baker. But you know, the defense, like it, the game shouldn't have been as close, but there was two big breakdowns. Um, the 50-yard pass to Ian Thomas in the first half, uh miscommunication i'm assuming between jok and uh grant Delpit, which allowed thomas to break free and then the 75 yard touchdown to robbie anderson in the fourth quarter uh first i thought it was on Delpit, but going back and looking and even the announcer said it looks like a miscommunication between uh greg Newsom and john johnson the third but you know the defense was uh making plays all day miles said that You know, the offensive side of the ball was jaw jacking at them. So uh, they definitely felt like they needed to uh, turn up the heat and they did. But the the miscommunication, you would think in year three of Joe Woods' defense would not be happening, especially with the same parts and pieces. But that's definitely something that they're going to have to clean up this week in practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, granted it is still like the second year for Newsome and, you know, this is, I guess you could still consider Delpins being the second year, second year for JOK. So, you know, a lot of these guys still have a lot to learn. Um, you know, this communication will only get better. The, the thing that was, um, caught my eye, uh, with the defense is they played really fast today. Everybody was swarming to the ball, the defensive line and their get off was really good all day long. Um, it just seemed like they played really fast, and I, I, we're not used to that, but I think the speed that they have out there, uh, you know, with JOK, with Grand Delpit, um, you know, uh, Anthony Walker, uh, I, I, as well. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys uh, we're, were flying around all day long today. So, you know, if they're able to continue to do that and put pressure on, on the quarterback, uh, with only four guys which it seemed like they did for most of the game um, you know this defense is going to be good and, and we expect them to be good you know i don't think they're going to be a top five defense but if they're you know a top 10 top 12 defense then they're going to give um the, the browns a lot of chances to win football games and you know what they were able to do today with the the sacks and Um, you know miles almost had a a strip sack there and recovered a fumble but unfortunately he didn't get that one Um, but uh, you know this defense I I think had a very good showing yes there were those couple communication breakdowns that uh, you know almost cost you the game but I I think as they move forward uh, that kind of stuff will get cleaned up and and things will be much better
0: yeah, without a doubt. I thought the run defense played really well. Granted, McCaffrey a guy that doesn't go in between the tackles. He's more of an outside runner, uh, but they limited him to 33 yards rushing. He did had the one touchdown late in the first half, which, you know, was a result of the secondary miscommunications. But, you know, the run defense uh, was great. So you got to feel good about the middle of the uh, defensive line. We had concerns about that in the preseason. But, you know, Togi, you know, he got in there and had half a sack I thought he played well, I, I, Elliot and Brian looked played well, as far as I was concerned. Um, you know, we got pressure. Like I mentioned the secondary played well, except for the miscommunications, but yeah, this defense is playing good as long as they continue to pressure the quarterbacks. Like I feel good about the secondary because the array of talent they have back there, you know, JOK And Walker, I thought played really well. And I will say this, Martin Emerson, Denzel Ward, I did not see him out there a lot. So I'm wondering if he had like a, a, a tweak like hamstring or something during warmups or something. Martin Emerson played really well. And I love his physicality uh, for a third round pick. We, I don't know if we expected much out of him, but obviously with the greedy Williams injury, uh, it forced him to play a little more, but I was very impressed with uh, Emerson because it seemed like he was out there a lot more than expected today. And I thought he
1: held his own against uh, the the Carolina receivers. And you could tell like how big and physical he is because he was uh, doing a very good job of bodying up those receivers um, and doing a good job of contesting uh, a lot of those passes. So, um, you know, it's nice to have a really big physical uh, corner. Um, You know, there's a lot of receivers in the NFL that that's going to be useful in terms of trying to guard. So, um, you know, I, was excited uh, to see him do well in, in the preseason. And, you know, if he could continue to build off of that and then build off his performance in a week one, uh, I don't think the Browns are going to miss uh, Greedy Williams at all, who, you know, they had to put in I- on IR. Uh, having Ward and Newsom and Emerson all together, I, I think is a, a pretty uh, lethal combo uh, combo to have.
0: Yeah, and then when you have A.J. Green as Depth, um, Herb Miller was good in special teams yesterday. And if they call up Sean jolly at any point off of the practice squad, there, there's tons of depth in that Brown secondary, but, uh, you know, you got to feel for greedy Williams who we didn't, you know, we mentioned the injury on our, uh, preview show Thursday. And then of course he goes on IR. You have to feel for him. Cause it's just another, uh, bump in the road for him in his NFL career. He's obviously on a contract year and it's unfortunate because, you know, he had some moments last year, played well. Uh, And it was obviously going to be a big part of the secondary again this year, but hopefully he bounces back from this when he comes off IR and is still a contributor on this Browns defense for the rest of the season. Hurry in during Ram truck month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck. That's built to serve Ram 3,500 with an available legendary Cummins engine Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.
1: Yeah, ho- hopefully he can come back. You know, obviously, I'm sure he really wants to, so he's able to get some kind of contract uh, in-, in free agency, but... Um, you know, you can't have uh, too much depth at that position, especially if he's able to help out on, on special teams too. So, you know, hopefully he, he can come back after, you know, these first four games and, uh, you know, get back to form. But, you know, obviously for now they'll be without him. And, you know, in, in his place, uh, I think Emerson and A.J. Green uh, will, will do a decent enough job uh, to, to hold it down while he's gone.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, next week's the Jets, Um, you know, they have some playmakers, and but Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco's throwing the ball. So um, it's going to be an interesting matchup for them, especially the home opener. And then the Falcons, you know, you got to worry about Kyle Pitts. You got to worry about Drake London, uh, um, Cordell Patterson, if they line him up at receiver so. And then, of course, Pittsburgh in a couple weeks as well. So a good test coming up for this uh, Brown secondary. But I think they'll be ready for the challenge. Uh, You mentioned Miles Garrett having the two sacks. Anthony, he's closing in on the all time mark in Brown's history. Uh, Clay Matthews had 62 and Miles is now at 60 and a half. And, you know, with the Jets missing both of their starting tackles, because Dwayne Brown just went on IR. Makai Becton obviously out for the year with his knee injury. There's a good chance Miles might do it next week in the home opener against the Jets um, set the Browns all-time franchise sack mark, uh, which is amazing that he's done it already. And I think this this is his sixth season. Uh, he's already closing in on that mark. We might have thought it could come quicker, but obviously injuries and uh, the unfortunate suspension uh, a couple years back has uh, delayed the time, but it seems like that's coming and it might come next week.
1: And, you know, to have it uh, happen in, in your home stadium uh, will be will be very nice. Uh, you know, I, I think he could definitely get it next Sunday. You know, you he heard a lot of those chants uh, of Miles Garrett. You know, after he sacked Baker Mayfield twice in a row uh, from all the Browns fans that were down there, uh, which there were a ton. Uh, they were very noticeable uh, on the television broadcast. So kudos to all the Browns fans that went down there to Carolina uh, this year on the Browns and you know, next week you, you typically don't get uh, too many, uh, too many Jets fans. So um, uh, that stadium is going to be pretty, pretty packed and pretty supportive. And, you know, if he's able to get that record next week, uh, I, this is going to be a nice little uh, chant and celebration. So uh, hopefully he's able to get it. And, you know, I, I think they'll uh, take home the, the W next week, uh, but we'll definitely talk about that more uh, throughout the week here. But, uh, yeah, you know, his career has certainly uh, been, been a good one so far. And, you know, to only uh, be in your sixth season with the team and, and uh, you know, have over 60 sacks, you figure you know, that's like, uh, what, 12 per season you know because this is the start of the the fifth one so mm. almost 12 per season and it's starting out with two today and I'm not sure if they're going to go back and award him a third one for that one play uh in the first quarter where uh you know Baker kind of fumbled the snap and then Miles touched him down I'm not sure if they're going to count that one or not um, uh, down the road but uh you know he did a great job today The the whole defensive line did. I thought even uh, Clowney uh, with all the past deflections, Tommy Togi, I got in there as well. So uh, Winfrey, I think, had a deflection too. Um, you know, this this defensive line plays well when everybody's out there and healthy, uh, especially when, when Miles is out there. It opens up so much more for everybody else. So not only... Ken Miles just completely wreck a game and do what he did today with those back-to-back sacks, but he opens up so much more for everybody else, makes everybody else around him. That's why he got paid the contract he did, and that's why every year he goes into the league as a potential NFL Defensive Player of the Year candidate.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I'm looking at the stat line now. Um, the Browns defensive line had five of the seven pass deflections. Miles had one, Clowney had two, Alex Wright had one, and like you said, Perry on Winfrey had one. So uh, they obviously, the game plan was strong. They knew how to uh, limit Baker Mayfield, and they did just that, especially from up front to the secondary. Anthony, obviously, we would be remiss if we did not discuss Baker. Um, yeah, obviously he was the former Browns quarterback. This was, you know, the game. Uh he tried to downplay it in post-game, saying people, everybody was trying to act like this was the Super Bowl, but it's just one game and there's 16 to go. But it's like Baker well, if
1: that's the case. If that's the case, why are you putting out those damn t shirts? You, you yeah,
0: why are you putting out the t shirts? Why are you telling people that you're gonna F them up? Now, granted, that quote might have been taken out of context. Um by the national media and the, the the person that said it, but at the same time, yeah, you Baker, you and you came out fired up and everything and everybody could see it on your face and, uh, you know, the pregame on TV and everything and uh, but Baker did not play well. I mean granted he had the long touchdown but at the same time, uh, he botched a couple snaps he threw the interception uh it, it just was not a good performance out of him uh 16 to 27 for 235 the touchdown in the pick and but i thought it was much worse than that he just he could not get into a rhythm which kudos to the browns defense for not letting him get into a rhythm uh the second half he played better but still it, he just did not play well um you know we're gonna it'll be interesting to see how's how the season progresses i'm not gonna watch it because he's not in the browns anymore so it doesn't matter but um You know, Baker did not play well. I thought the Browns defense, uh, the game plan was perfect. Obviously he capitalized on some uh, breakdowns on the defense, but all in all, you know, this closes a chapter. I think we can all move on from after after this. I know a lot of us won't, uh, especially the people on Twitter uh, fighting with the Baker bros still, but yeah, he did not play well. And, you know, granted he put the Panthers in a situation to win, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, Baker did not play well. We can all move on from this.
1: Can I use a Freddie Kitchens quote here? Go ahead. If you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. You know, af- after right. today, after today, I you know, there's really no need to, to talk about him unless, you know, the Browns somehow play the Panthers in the Super Bowl, or if they play him on a new team next year, there's really no need to, to talk about it anymore. You know, I think his performance today – pretty much encapsulated his entire uh, time as a Cleveland Brown. You know, there were flashes of really good things, and then there were really ugly things as well. Um, I, I think that that's just who, who he is. He's just kind of average. He could be really good at some points and then he could be really bad at other points and uh I, you know he does have an arm when you saw it on, on that uh, long touchdown throw um uh, you know because of the blown coverage uh but you know sometimes he gets too amped up and overthrows people and that's what caused the interception so look he is what he is I think and uh I don't think he's gonna go one way into greatness or one way and into and, and you know being a really really bad quarterback i think he's uh an average quarterback and um you know t- his performance today i i think just uh really showed why the the browns decided to move on i know what the browns had out there today uh was not as good uh as as baker was today but I, I think that, uh, you know, when, you know, Watson does come back and, you know, gets his uh, reps in, things will be much better. And um, I, I think today's game for Baker showed why the Browns and Andrew Barry uh, decided to, to, to move on because they're tired of the the turnovers. Um, there were the physical tools there uh, to, to make some of the throws, but um but when you consistently, you know, overthrow people and, you know, throw those interceptions or, um, you know, bobble snaps, I don't, I'm not sure how much of that was was on him, but uh, it almost cost him uh, the game there at the end when he uh, fumbled that one snap uh, before they kicked a field goal. So, um, you know, when you're turnover prone, uh, it's, it's not good. So, um, but like you said, after today, we don't have to talk about him. Um, you know, we don't have to worry uh, anymore about, you know, letting people off the leash or anything like that. Um, so I, I think it's just now it's time for everybody to move on and the Browns and everybody and the fans can go one way and Baker Mayfield and his career can go the other way until, you know they meet on the field uh, at some point in the future.
0: Exactly. Um, As we wrap things up, Anthony, do you want to discuss what happened in the AFC North today? Or do you want to save that for later this week? Because um, we can talk about it now.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, we can like briefly talk about it. I mean, there was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Baltimore uh, picked up a huge win against the Jets. They looked very good. Uh, Lamar yeah. Jackson came out, you know, after, you know, those contract talks failed and played a very good game. Um. You know, probably gave the Browns defense some good things to look at for next week when they play the Jets. Uh, You know, Baltimore is definitely going to be a a tough thing to handle. Granted, they did lose uh, Jawan James to an Achilles injury. Uh, And they may have lost
0: Kyle Fuller, too, so that hurts their secondary, who didn't have Marcus Peters today. So,
1: Right. Um, and he just came back, right? Because he was out all last year. So yeah. uh, and Dom and Domin's in a play today. I know they're being extra cautious with him. Yeah. Uh but, but the you know not ind- having
0: yeah. injuries are starting to pile up. Having for Marcus
1: again. P- yeah, not not having Marcus Spears last year really hurt them uh on defense. So you know they definitely have game-breaking speed with like Rashad Bateman and a couple other guys, and obviously Lamar is is uh, very a very good quarterback, and the Ravens should pay him every single penny uh, that they that he asked for. Uh, but uh, you know the, the the Ravens are a good team, and you know hopefully the injuries don't hamper to them too much. And speaking of injuries, uh, the the Steelers might have won their game today, but. Uh, they are definitely going to be really hurting if some of those guys are out long-term Yeah. Uh, because uh, uh, TJ Watt, uh, it's believed that he tore his peck. Uh, Najee Harris left the game. So, um, you know, if, if that's the case, if they don't have TJ Watt for the foreseeable future, uh, the the Sealers are going to be in uh, big trouble, and you know I think uh, Mr. Andrew Filipponi might be in some even bigger trouble too uh, if he <laughs> if he lives up to his word uh, from what he said uh, before the weekend. So um, you know Cincinnati, uh, Joe Burrow four four interceptions and a fumble, still almost won the game. Uh, granted, Unbelievable. They suffered a, they suffered an injury to their long snapper. Uh, which which caused you know some bad snaps there at the end, um, uh, while trying to kick the game-winning field goal. My thing about that—I don't know if you saw my tweet on it—they kicked that on third down. If it was a bad snap, why not just eat the 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 snap and try it again? <laughs> you know, Zach Taylor said something that about that. Let me pull it up while you're talking. Yeah, because, you know, that gives you another shot. Granted, it's, it's going to be like four or five yards back, but, you know, maybe you get a better better snap to, to give McPherson a, a better shot at, at kicking it uh, because those laces were in. And we we, we know all about the, the laces being in, uh, you know, from movies and everything. So, uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I would have just, uh, you know, try it again. And, you know, I'm not sure, I guess the, the holder, uh, is it their punter, uh, who holds, uh, maybe just didn't have the awareness of that, uh, to, to maybe, you know, try again since it was third down, um, you know, they could have had another shot on fourth down to, to kick the game winner instead. They miss it. Boswell goes down and, uh, you know, kicks the game winner. So, um, that, that game almost was a tie. And, you know, I, I guess if the Steelers uh, had all those injuries and those players are going to be out for a long time, I guess maybe it was a better thing that the Steelers didn't win because the Bengals are still, uh excuse me, going to be good this year. So if the Steelers, you know, go on, on a losing streak or, or lose quite a bit because of the injuries they suffered, uh, it, it's good for the Browns that the, the, the Steelers beat the Bengals today.
0: Yeah, I mean... You know, Pittsburgh. I think showed that their defense is still really good. I think a lot of people like people want to, you know, say, oh, they're going to finish last in the division. You know, they still could. It's a long season. Obviously, some of these injuries. If Harris is long term, that's going to even hurt their team even more. Besides the TJ Watt injury, Um, but their defense was still really good today. Obviously, picking off Burrow four times and uh, the fumble. Uh, the fumble loss, I mean, that's that's huge, but you know, Cincinnati they they have grit, like, they always like it doesn't matter, like, when they're down, what the how the game's going, they find a way to get back in the game and almost win it, like they did. Obviously, a blocked point after obviously the long snapper was hurt, so there's an issue there that you know they're gonna probably have to work on this week, maybe bringing somebody else in or working somebody else in at that position. But uh, that was an amazing game because obviously that went on right after. Uh, the Browns um, Panthers game, and it was just a crazy ending to that. But say, um, FC North is always going to be a fight. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Pittsburgh now. Um, if, you know, with Watts' injury, is what it's believed to be, that's going to hurt their defense in a big way up front. Uh, but they always manage to find a way to get after the quarterback. Um, Harris, that's key because their running back depth isn't that great. Uh, and Trubisky's limited at what he can do as quarterback, so that offense is going to take a interesting uh, twist if Harris is out with a significant injury. Um, going to Baltimore, you know, Anthony, we talked. You talked about Lamar Jackson uh, and the whole contract thing. You know, it was reported that he turned down two hundred fifty million uh, with like little over half of it guaranteed. But it just seems like, and the players' union's pushing for it for Lamar to get that fully guaranteed contract to uh, get even more guaranteed than what Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. So that is going to be an interesting twist. You know, I said it, you know, as much as I don't want to see Baltimore win, I hope Lamar has an MVP season to keep putting pressure on uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens front office and ownership to force their hand. Now Glazer said that they will franchise him, uh, which I think is 45 million it will be for 45 million next year. But um, it, that. They just He just needs to keep putting pressure on them. You know, Kyler t- didn't take a fully guaranteed deal. Russell Wilson didn't take a fully guaranteed deal. So you kind of have worry as a Browns fan that the Browns didn't set the new narrative, but it seems as though Lamar Jackson's going to change that narrative. And as far as, you know, what they did on the football field today, the fact that they were limited to 63 yards rushing and still won, A, obviously the Jets had their injuries and, and Joe Flacco's their quarterback, but Lamar's showing people that, Yes, he can throw the football. Uh he spread it around today. Uh Bateman, Dovernay and Andrews all had over 50 yards receiving. So, uh there is talent uh among the receivers in that Baltimore Ravens room. So, uh he's he's going to try to shut some people up that keep saying that he's just a running back that's playing quarterback and that he can't throw the football and granted his stats aren't amazing, but uh that one touchdown to Bateman today was a pretty nice dart uh 50 yards down the down the middle of the field for the touchdown. So, uh, you know, kudos to Lamar to keep making strides as a passer and keep putting pressure on that front office Lamar.
1: Yeah. And they that offense is only going to get better, uh, when, uh, JK Dobbins comes back and, and Gus Edwards is down the road. So, uh, they, uh, that offense obviously needs them. Uh, they could do so many uh, different things uh, when those two guys come back, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Lamar should have an MVP-type season, so that way the Ravens have to give him um, more than a quarter of a billion dollars that they offered him uh, before uh, the deadline. So, um, you know, I'm all for the Ravens giving him, like, $300 and fully guaranteed and all that uh, because that makes things a little bit tougher on them uh, to, to keep some other talent. So, um, you know, this AFC North, you have three teams that are 1-0 and one team and one Um I'm not sure when the next uh, AFC North matchup. I'm not sure if the Bengals and Ravens play next week. I don't think they would, or Steelers and Ravens. Uh, but um, the yeah. next AFC
0: North matchup is Browns Steelers in two weeks, Or a week and a half now.
1: Thursday night, f- yep, Thursday night football. So yep, uh, that's going to be a good game. And you know, Trubisky didn't look too too bad. Obviously, he is limited, but uh, he made some really good throws today, including that ridiculous one to. Uh, Deontay Johnson towards the end of overtime, uh, before Boswell dunked that one off the upright uh, uh, before the, the eventual game winner. But uh, yeah, he didn't look too bad. Uh, Joe Burrow will be fine uh, at some point. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's going to come back and and probably be and go out of tear, especially after throwing four four interceptions. So the AFC North is going to be tough. It's going to be a battle all season long. We we talked about that. Um, you know, we just have to worry about what's in front of us and what's in front of us next week is uh, the New York Jets, a chance to go two and zero, and you know, hopefully they can win their their home opener for the first time since uh, uh was that
0: two thousand four five? I uh, two thousand four, I think. Yeah, two thousand. That,
1: that, that's when the Baltimore game was, and that one was at home. So yeah. So you know, hopefully they can win that one for the first time in like 17 years. Uh, so uh, hopefully next Sunday we can do another, another victory pod and, and have a nice home opener one too.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the last time we won a home opener was uh t- 2014. I think something like that. No, no, we've won oh, home okay. openers. Yeah, we've won I'm, home openers. I am thinking
1: was, of the the start of the season thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: We snapped that streak today, so we don't got to worry about uh exercising home opener demons cuz uh we've won a couple the last couple. Last year we won the home opener, so that's I mean but yeah. We got a good shot to go 2-0 next week and uh I like our chances cuz the Jets did not look that great and they're riddled with injuries as well.
1: Did they go 2-0 in 05? Uh I can't remember.
0: Mm, i don't believe so i'm pulling it we'll up have right to look now. up the
1: last time they went they went 2-0
0: oh god oh that's had to have been forever i'm gonna have to look that one up
1: and, and you know they obviously have a good shot to win that game they have a good shot to win you know the thursday night game against pittsburgh so if they could get off to a fast start this season uh things are gonna look pretty good uh but you know obviously they have to take care of business next week uh you know the the secondary is going to have a challenge with with Garrett Wilson. You saw some of the stuff he was able to do today uh, for for the Jets. So um, they just got to go in there, take care of business. Hopefully the offense is a little, a little bit better. I uh, will have to look at the extended forecast for for next Sunday. It's uh, looking good right now.
0: Sunny, ho- hopefully sunny and warm.
1: Hopefully it's a nice day out there for, for some Browns football. I know I'm excited uh, to get down there for the first time this year uh, to go to the game. So um, we just got to focus and uh, hopefully next uh, Sunday around this time uh, we're doing another victory pod.
0: Without a doubt, man, uh, it was a great weekend for Ohio sports outside of the Bengals. Uh, the Browns won. The Buckeyes won, which I got to experience in person. That was amazing. And the Guardians swept the Twins. So things are going pretty good right now in Northeast I, Ohio. So, I was
1: going to say, I don't think it was good for like Akron and Kent State and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for those but, teams. But it is what it is.
0: So we, we take the great with the with the not so great. So uh, it was a great weekend overall. Um, love it. The Browns are 1-0. We'll be back later this week to get you guys ready for Browns and the Jets. Uh, the home opener should be a great one. Uh, another opportunity for the Browns to win. Um, we will be back with more coverage of the Browns. You guys can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony Jokey. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry 08. You can follow the Dogland at the Dogland on Twitter as well as Facebook. And as well, And as always, until next time, Browns fans, go Browns! And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. Well, today you can expect lots of cloud cover with 0% chance of raining on your parade because you'll be riding your motorcycle vroom vroom. That rumbling low-pressure system beneath you should give way to a relaxing commute and a sudden urge to take the scenic route everywhere you go because Nabbit, you're having fun out there. That's your forecast back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates